0: This is Fox Feather. There. No. <laughs> <laughs> there? S- syllables. Oh, S- syllables? Syllables. Oh, okay. Fox Feather. All right. Go. This is Fox Feather. You are lit. <laughs> t- shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen uh, 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 that hard. Listen. <laughs> You're listening to the Frio, 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 music. Frio Music Podcast. To the Frio Music Podcast.
2: are listening to Freeo music.
1: Stay tuned. Stay, tuned. Stay, tuned. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Frio music podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Fox Feather and chat with Carly Rick Smith and Laura Stratton. These two ladies are the front heart and soul of Fox Feather They also play with many other musicians and collaborate, but these two are the founders of the band and are the co-writers of all their songs. In this interview, we talk about some of their creative process, but one of the things that I would like to discuss a little bit before we jump in is the notion of giving back and sharing what you've learned. Both Carly and Laura teach music, and to me, that is awesome They are on stage performing their craft, but also recognize that there's an opportunity to give back to the next generation of musicians or other people who are trying to learn their craft. So I'm very grateful for their time and generosity and openness in this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned.
0: I'm Carly Ricksmith and uh, I uh, am in Foxfeather. My name is Laura Stratton, and I'm also in Foxfeather.
1: When did you two start the band?
0: Um, Officially, I think we started it in 2013. Yeah, officially. But I've, we've been playing together for, I don't know. Over a decade. Over a decade, like 15 years now. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. so yeah, we've been writing together for a really long time, and then we sort of compiled a lot of our writing and, and decided to form, like, a a band, so... So yeah.
1: What were you doing before the band? Like, how did it? How did you two meet and start collaborating?
0: Well, we met in high school. Um, we started playing music together, just like covers and things. In um, college, we both went to CU and uh, and started playing covers, and then went uh, went forward from there. Started writing, and um, and it just sort of. Kept going, you know. We never really took it seriously for a long time, and then and then we decided that we wanted to. So yeah,
3: yeah. we both had. Yeah, we went to college. Um, Carly studied music. I studied. I went to school to be a therapist. So we kind of like had these other paths and um, didn't really have the the time or I guess just like the the drive at that point to like really do what it took what it takes to start a band and then there was this mm-hmm. moment of like okay we did these things in our life and now this is really what we want to do and yes. um so it was just <laughs> we we always had it in the back of our heads but it was like we had to get some other phases out and mm-hmm. and then we were like
0: is it is this the time yeah yeah <laughs> i think we lacked the focus before yeah
3: yeah which know. is kind of good you know you have to be focused and so yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: uh we weren't ready yeah
1: yeah and, and what got you to that moment where you're like, yes, I'm ready. Like, this is the time I should switch, should drop doing what I, whatever I, else you're doing. I
0: feel like it was when we finished this specific song.
2: Boys peek through washboards in the windows Foul moons coming in its stride They put the pieces tied together No one else can look inside But we hear her almost nightly as the devil she arrives Another night at and the ladies, they are pretty. The men line up out the door just to see the men, to hear the men, to get a little more. And they never seem to walk, oh, walk straight out that door
0: another night. Now, this song is called it's called Mama Joe's, and it's on our first EP, uh, Foul Poo-pah Moon. And we finished that, and we were like. We have all these songs, like what are we gonna do with these? We were at um, like a songwriting retreat that we used to go to every year for like 10 years. And um, we just said, you know, let's at least just make an EP. If that's all we do, that'll be all we do. But let's at least get these together, record them and like get them out there. And And then we just kept going forward from there. We were like, well, let's at least play a bunch of shows. To, to promote it and mm-hmm. then let, let's at least, and then you know, and it just kind of grew from there. And yeah,
3: it was kind of either like, let's keep doing this or go back to these jobs that we don't like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and we we're like, I think I like this one uh-huh. more. And yeah, yeah,
1: nice. And yeah. and that Mama Joe's song is is there a place that you know of, or, or Mama Joe, is she a person?
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, well, it's um, it's inspired just. By New Orleans, and okay. um, I guess I had been there once. I don't really you came up with she had just the line like another night at Mama Joe's from what I remember, yeah. and then we just kind of like created this scene and um, yeah,
0: well, I think I had just taken a class on like on like visual writing um or like a little mini class at this at this retreat, and so I was tr- i I remember just trying to like create sort of more of a vision and i think you had just been to new orleans mm-hmm. and um um i don't know it was very like new orleans tom Waitsy inspired at least um and uh yeah and then we we didn't quite finish it then Mm-mm. i think you went away for for you were out of town and i and i like wrote out the rest of it and i called you and you were like mm-hmm. yes yep. <laughs> so um but yeah so it's it's sort of a you know it's about a whorehouse and and you know it's about degenerates doing bad things but in a fun <laughs> awesome way
1: it's a very <laughs> uh, remarkable song it's got like such soul so i mean it, in a way it's not surprising that new orleans had something to do with it Jones,
2: there are catfish and they're dancing in the Never stops Crawdad smoking in the parlor Draws the gators from their swamps And the dollar bills are flying As the ace of spades is drawn Another night at Mama Joe. I saw her one fine day As she was walking through the square Her gown orange a bustle in her lips Whispered a day As mothers shield the eyes not she sealed their fate right then and there. That devil had them caught Now it's midnight and the laughter has burned into a drone. Empty bodies of those prodets, all their tell
1: me more about like your songwriting. What how do you start a song? Is there like an emotion that you're writing from? Is it a memory or situation?
0: Yeah, well, we write we co-write. Um so pretty much yeah all of the songs that we play have been co-written um and we start in different ways you know uh, I do um most of the lyric writing Laura does most of the um composition part um or you know progressions and um and we kind of come to each other maybe with an idea like I might have a line or a thought or like a or like a hook and um and or she might have like a really cool chord progression or a fun rhythmic thing and, and we sort of bring together our ideas. Um, um but I, I think every song's different as far as like emotion, you know. Um yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a story that we're telling, sometimes it's personal. Some a lot of times it's both, I'd say. Like mixing, yeah, mixing, um, Mixing a feeling that I'm having with like maybe some other story that I can put it on, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. And then sometimes it's just like straight truth. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and, and I understand that you both co-write and you're evolving the song together, but is there a typical approach? Does it start with guitar or melody or does it start with the lyrics and then you work around that?
0: Um, but both, uh, you know, the first and the last, so it, you know, like I said, like Laura might start with a guitar thing, um, like idea or even sometimes a full, you know, progression. Mm-hmm. And then, and I'll, you know, I write on my, in my free time, I might be like, oh, I have something that will go with this or I have an idea and now we can develop it together. Um, but we have had things where. I, I wouldn't say, I, I don't think I've ever come to you with like a, f- except for <laughs> except for something good, yeah. the first song we wrote, um, I don't think I've ever come to you with like a full lyrically written song mm-hmm. and been like, put music to this, um, but I I'll have, you know, bigger ideas. Maybe when we first started, I would have like poems.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to, I'm thinking back on our songs. Like most of it is like, you know, one of the newer ones, the two newest songs that we've written, like Filling Me Up. Mm-hmm. Like Carly was like, I have this, you know, We I remember like we were riding bikes in Denver and she's like, I've been having this idea of like filling me up, filling <laughs> me up. And, you know, and then I was like, I love that. Like I can just, and sometimes it's just a tiny little seed where, um, you know, it, the same thing with, if I bring her just like these two chords in this order with this rhythm mm-hmm. and she'll be like, I like that, hold on to it. And so just, it's like, we plant these little seeds and then, Usually it's later down the road when we like scheduled time to write that we'll be like okay remember that like fill me up thing mm-hmm. like what if this kind of like is this sort of the feel and then and then yeah you wrote verses to it mm-hmm. and, um, yeah and then the last one the ghost of you I had that riff thing mm-hmm. and then that was like pretty much a
0: whole whole song chord progression that one was yeah that was you had the whole song and Mm -hmm. i was like okay i'm gonna put words to it and that was a little bit more difficult for me but Mm -hmm. it came out really well so it's a little both you know um i think one of the things that we that helps us write well is that we don't get too attached to a specific idea like independently of each other Mm -hmm. so that when we do come together we can be like okay yeah that doesn't fit there like that doesn't work you know let's just cut it like i really liked it but whatever we'll cut it it's fine it's
3: about the song Yeah. yeah Yeah, what makes a song better
1: rather than so? Yeah. yeah. Tell me about a a potential turning point in your career. Good question.
3: Um, That is a good question. It's funny because like the first thing that comes to mind isn't really a show or, like, it's not necessarily something that was positive in the moment. But like we did kind of go through like, um, yeah, whole change of like our band lineup, and nothing like, like horrible, just like, you know, people go in their own, own ways. So and we kind of were forced to create our own identity and like really examine that. And it really, yeah, it led us to be, to feel a lot more independent as Foxfeather of just sort of like, you know, this is, this is our baby and, um, and we're going to be, we're going to like hold on. And, and when things seem shitty in the moment, it really allowed us to feel really strong in our identity. And what we're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, um, we've we had so many different players with us. And I think when we first started, we, we'd we been doing this duo thing kind of on and off for years. And at least me, I really wanted like this band. I really wanted like this sound and this group. And I had these really naive notions that um, at the time that we would all be this friend family who like loved each other and like everyone was great. And it was all this like very insular like idea that I had in my head and it it didn't work out like that for years. In fact, it blew up a lot, a lot of not, it didn't blow up, but um, a lot of the problems that arose with our last groups, I think uh, stemmed from that sort of expectation, at least that I put on people. Um, And now yeah. After that, Laura and I were like, "Okay, it's just us. Like, we got this. Like, we're 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 fox feather. Right. We sort of reclaimed our identity, and then all of the other pieces just fell into place. So, I think through the years, just those milestones. I mean, there's been so many times when, when I've thought that the world just doesn't want me to be doing this, <laughs> and like the universe is telling me to stop. And we just keep pushing through that, yeah. and it's always worth it. It's always better. Yeah. It is. So. And I think
3: that's we keep holding on to that cuz it's like there were moments where it was just like could this get any worse? <laughs> and you know just like we don't we don't have a drummer for this big show tomorrow, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and like well, okay. And just at one point I think we just started being like this is this is kind of funny. Like it yeah. couldn't get worse. <laughs> and then we just got now to the point where it's like we can handle a lot more things without freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I think those things have been pivotal for us more than like, you know, oh, we played this venue and like, that's gonna mm. be this turning point for us. Or like, oh, we released this song. And it's, I think those are really important things, you know, for our career and each, they're a little bit more slow going, but yeah. for us to like have our, our strength and our, you yeah. know, and our friendship too, um, that's really what's been pivotal
1: for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Awesome. So, you know, in those moments where you're like, God, the universe is like laughing at us, you <laughs> know, or it like, just it's so hard. Um, what strategies or um, approaches do you take to kind of pushing through that resistance to creating?
0: Um, I think leaning on each other a lot um, and leaning on our family. Um, most people who aren't, people who aren't, in music don't really maybe get it as much. So it's, it can be a little difficult, but leaning on each other and just, I mean, keeping on going, you know, just saying, okay, well maybe, you know, you can't let it destroy all of your dreams. Like maybe this thing that I thought was going to be amazing and turned out to be horrible, you know, wasn't, obviously it wasn't the right thing. So what's the next step? There's there's got to be another step. So I think always just turning the next page and just you just got to you know believe in what you're doing and and remember how it makes you feel. Um, You know if if you're doing it just so that you can have a bunch of successes. I mean everybody wants to be successful, but if if that's the only reason you're doing it, then um, I think you're gonna have a hard time. But if you can continue to remember that you know why you're doing it and it's really because it's soul fulfilling you know uh-huh. it's because it fills you up inside mm-hmm. um then you can then you can sort of continue to grin and bear it yeah and you can you know cry sometimes that helps <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah
3: you know. find find those specific moments you know mm-hmm. when, when you're alone to complain about things mm-hmm. to <laughs> get it off your chest with mm-hmm. each other
0: yeah 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 but if you focus too much on all that negative, I mean this is, it's too it's too much of a uh, of a competitive industry to to be able to focus i mean to let yourself focus on all that. you have to focus on the good things mm-hmm. and a lot of times, you know when we when something like that happens and then we play like just you and I and we'll mm-hmm. we'll book like a little brewery gig and play an intimate little show and both leave just feeling yeah. like so was fun. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like okay, yeah, it's a good way to just sort of step back and be like, we're just we're just people who enjoy playing music. Yeah. So yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, so how did you come up with the name Fox Feather?
0: Our friend Megan came <laughs> up with the name Fox Feather. Yep. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were we we. I'm not gonna even say what we were before, um, <laughs> but uh, our friend, um, we, you know, when we when we decided to just kind of do this, we were in the middle of, we were in the process of of figuring out how to record our our first EP, and we were driving around with our friend, and she was like, "What about like, like, you know, like Laura really likes foxes, <laughs> and Carly really likes like owls and birds." So what if it was just like a feather and a fox or a foxy feather or like a, and, and so we were like, huh, well, that's an idea. And then over the course of like a week, we were like, actually, that's kind of a cool uh-huh. name. Yeah, like, we haven't come up fox with anything feather. Feather. better. Yeah. This is actually, I know, Fox feather, Fox uh-huh. feather. And there's a lot of Im- built in imagery.
3: Yep.
0: Alliteration. Um, alliteration. Mm-hmm.
3: Good for band names. Good
0: for <laughs> band names. So, although there is a, there is like a Norwegian metal band, Fox feather two words yeah um so if you if you search us on like google play or spotify or anything you might get some of their music that's so don't don't yeah. add the space don't oh, add yeah. the space it's yeah. one yeah. word fox
3: feather <laughs> i've had students uh parents come to me and they're like so i, I heard your music not what i would have expected yeah. i was like did you find the norwegian metal band uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny
3: yeah.
1: uh, all right. So, tell me a little bit about when you uh, are creating music. When are you most creative? Is it when you know times are tough? Is it late night, early morning? Is there any particular times or moments that you feel most creative?
0: Definitely, when times are tough. It's so much easier to write lyrics, at least when when you're sad. No,
2: no, no drink and weighing it down Grab a bottle and she drowned, drown, drown. Behind a smile is an empty frown So she lay down the liquor. She said no, no, no more no. The devil he can dance in whiskey The devil he can dance in gin Shall let him in. Spent a lifetime to a home. Never took a chance to roam. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: It's just like when, or when you're feeling like anger or emotion, it's, it just sort of wells up, um, it's, which is something, you know, if you're trying to be a writer, I would highly suggest practicing writing when you feel like everything is going great in your life because it's a muscle you, you need to be able to flex. <laughs> but um, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. When everything's good, you know, you're like, oh, no, I'm, it's great. Like, life's awesome. Um, but, yeah, so definitely when you're sad, I, I wake up with, I, like, dream songs a lot, and I don't ever remember all of them, but I'll get, like, one line. So a lot of times I'll wake up and, like, run to my piano and, like, write something down or record, like, a quick line, um, a mel- melodic line. But uh, other than that, I don't know, we write late night a lot.
3: Yeah. I mean, for me, like, if for lyrics, if I'm going to try and, like, write um, lyrics, yeah, definitely hard times that they come out they have to come out mm-hmm. and um, musically I feel like it's super random and it's always like when I'm like, when I have five minutes and I'm like about to go <laughs> yeah. to work I'm like, Oh, that's a cool little idea. Yeah. <laughs> or like I'm in the car and um, so yeah, finding some way to like record those little ideas and um, cause for me yeah, musically it's like, who knows? It's super random. And then when we come, yeah, when we get together, it's um, usually late night Mm-hmm. and sometimes just like anything it, sometimes it's a lot easier than others where it'll just be the perfect we're just both in the same place mm-hmm. same mood and, and it works but um we usually yeah schedule our writing and then also when we can we try and like have a little like go to dinner before or have like a little hang so we can yeah. kind of get in that creative space totally. of like
0: let's talk about our lives and you know when we're really good friends too. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's helpful if we can get like all the catching up, like yeah. sillies out first. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I haven't seen you since yesterday. Uh-huh, What's uh-huh. been going on? And then, right. like, you know, and then we can work. Yeah, 30 minutes yeah. later, we're like, okay, focus. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: That's great. And you said something that I found really interesting. I want to kind of mm-hmm. dive into a little more. You said schedule writing time. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally on your calendar, you've mm-hmm. got like, Dedicated time.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, we yeah. have to now. I mean, when we were in college and lived across the hall from each other <laughs> and didn't have anything to do, yeah. you know, for the most part, it was just like, yeah, come over and write. And now being, yeah, in different <laughs> phases of our lives, more grown up and, um, yeah, it's it's really hard to find the time, especially with, with the band when there's rehearsals and shows and um, all the business aspects that yeah, we have to, you know, find a place that there's not, um, a lot of distractions Mm -hmm. and where we can feel creative. And so, yeah, it's, we put it on the calendar
0: and. Yep. Schedule it out. Mm
1: -hmm. Is it a repeating event?
0: Um, not as of late. Um, we have done that for a few months here and there, but, um, we've just, we've been pretty busy. So, um, so we've, we've been doing it more randomly lately.
1: Is there a particular time of day that works best for your schedules?
0: Usually evening. Yeah. Evening's nice for me. Um, if I, I could write in the day, but a lot of times the stress of what I have to do later can really get in my way. So, um, you know, I like to be at a place in the day where we can just like this is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing on. There's nothing I have to do next. Yeah. Um, and so we schedule usually evening mm-hmm. evening time. Yeah, and we'll
3: we'll get like a hotel room. Uh-huh, the we've mil- done in Like random places. Nice. Yeah, Broomfield or
0: uh-huh. <laughs> Fort Collins, and and just spend yeah. like ten hours mm-hmm. writing in a hotel room with some boxed wine mm-hmm. takeout. <laughs> so yeah.
1: So why? I mean. I think it's a very common thing that artists want to kind of separate themselves or create a bubble of creativity. Um, Why do you think it's important for you to block out the noise or like the day-to-day distractions?
0: Same sort of thing as the, as the morning versus, you know, it's, if, you know, if if our dogs are there wanting to go outside or if our roommates, our roommates. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's just these little things that get in the way of like, um you know uh getting a full thought out um you know and and they can all they're all good things in our life but um you know they cause they can cause a little anxiety at least for me and so i uh i really like to just kind of be be able to go in on myself and and i think we like the hotel room idea and now you know we have a little studio space that's nice cuz that's our creative space too but um, taking away sort of the um, kind of energetic, emotional things that like my house has or her <laughs> house has or, you know, somebody else's personal space has a different uh, feel for for you and it also has a different feel for them. And so um, kind of getting into mm-hmm. that sort of, it's almost like, I don't know, white noise. Yeah. Just like there's nothing else right now except for what we're doing. <laughs>
3: right. Well, so. and it's like, we have to, you have to put yourself in like a r- really vulnerable position too, which like we're, you know, after years we're good at with each other, but it's, you know, it's hard to do that with just like a stranger or something when it comes to like creating. Cause I mean, you might, your ideas might be weird and mm-hmm. a lot of times they are. <laughs> and, you know, and so to be like maybe trying something or saying something um, and then having someone like walk in, it's like, not ready for you to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, being in that vulnerable place and feeling safe. Yeah. That's a big part of it.
2: Bottom of your seat. Lovers must be warned. I am born losing street. Said I'm born losing street Yes, I'm born losing streak. And I'm on a losing streak
1: A studio or you have a studio now before that what were you doing where would you feel comfortable to express yourself and try out new ideas and be vulnerable
0: um i mean before that we we would write in e- you know any e- each other's homes um camping is a great place to write mm-hmm. uh i love i love writing when we're camping um and uh and again the hotel room mm-hmm. thing so you know, we just sort of dealt with it before. We also used to rehearse, like, in her guest room <laughs> at her house. So, um, you know, but but it's just we found it's more productive to get into that other space. So now we've got the little studio mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's decorated with all of our... Laura's mom's a painter. And so <laughs> she, uh, she painted us all of these um, lady musician portraits. And so they're like lining the walls of our that's awesome so you know we're amongst Uh our heroes yep yeah
1: that uh, leads well into another question which was what musicians inspire you or who do you look up to or did look up to uh, as a kid or growing up
0: man I mean
1: just a handful
0: yeah we could I could (laughs) um, I mean like as far as like well established musicians I had Bonnie Raitt Patsy Klein, uh, Billie Holiday, Jodie Mitchell, uh, Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> You're just naming all of them. I know. Well, I'm like, oh, I can think of all the ladies. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge uh, was a big Ma- one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a guitar player. And
3: yeah. um, Johnny DeFranco. Joplin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now I noticed that there's a, a trend with all those musicians, they're yeah. all females. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
0: we listen to we listen to male artists too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> but,
1: but but there's something about uh, other females that kind of inspire you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you can just you kind of can see yourself in them a little bit more, you know, and see, especially as we continue on this journey, it's like you sort of feel like kindred spirit Mm -hmm. i don't know you know like they went through this all this bullshit too (laughs) so um you know it feels connected and it's the same thing with with um i would say with our community with the um i mean there's a there's a ton of awesome musicians um in the boulder longmont denver community fort collins but uh there is a special connection with the female artists here you know there's Mm -hmm. just a like a sisterhood yep Definitely. So, but that's not saying anything bad about the male musicians. They're all awesome too. And most of them are all, like very supportive and really, really um, helpful as well.
3: So, yeah. All the guys in our band, they're, you know, they don't get offended when we are like, get off stage. <laughs> it's is the girls only. Be kicked yeah. off stage. They're like, uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a lot of good uh, guys that are advocates for, mm-hmm. for the women in music scene too.
1: Nice. And, and, Tell me about some of the things that you've learned over the years that um, might be helpful for a musician starting out today.
3: Connect with your, I mean, yeah, connect with your fellow musicians. Our whole beginning was going to open mics and just meeting people and and showing support, you know, listen to them. It's not all about you, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just there's so much to learn from your fellow musicians and and make friends and go to their shows and connect. That's really that's, I don't really think there's any other way to do it except for, um, yeah, leaning on each other and supporting that way. It's a big one.
0: Yeah. Supporting each other only makes everyone more successful. So, um, you know, of course there's competition, but it should be, it should be kind and supportive and uplifting competition. Mm -hmm. You know, we want, we want everyone to do really well. It's only going to help our scene here, um, where we live and it, and you know, it's, it's, better for our community so mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and uh don't let the sound guy get you down <laughs> <laughs> or the sound gal uh-huh. I, sh- I should say the sound person because we've had plenty of sound gals too um yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah don't don't you know
1: Was there any experience that you're you're drawing from with that
0: many experiences many <laughs> yes. many sound guys uh-huh. give you crap oh we have so. yeah be careful, it. About- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I well, we don't need specific. to name names. Um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it's no, it's just hard sometimes, um, especially starting out. Um, <laughs> like maybe I'm being sensitive, but I'm not. <laughs>
3: there's not like a class you can take on how to do all yes. these things, you know. So when you're learning, well, there is a class. Yeah. You can well, take, there are, but, but you don't. I don't know where it is, but like <laughs> of how to just not make a fool of yourself when you're doing sound check for mm-hmm. the first time, or when you're, you know, on stage, and and there's just a lot of things that you learn by doing it wrong yeah, and then yes. you hopefully never make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. And usually it's by feeling really embarrassed about <laughs> it. Yeah. And, um, and so there's just a lot of figuring those things out. And, yeah. um, and I understand too, like sometimes it's annoying, you know, on the other side of it when there's people that are learning and mm-hmm. then you just have to remember, like we were all there once. Yeah. And, um, just try and give the benefit of the doubt on on both sides. That it's it's just hard, and yeah, most of the time there's not someone holding your hand. And so just try and ask questions. You know, have someone like you know. I'm lucky that I feel like yeah, I've had some like mentors that I can be like, how do I do, how do I do this? What do I do? Yeah. Hopefully they are nice and and just uh
0: help you out a little bit. Yeah. 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 The sound person should be you know they're your friend. They're mm-hmm. just, they're doing their job and you're doing yours. And if you can do it together, then you're you are going to have a really great show. But, uh, you know, they're also doing their job. And um, sometimes, you sometimes know, we're annoying. sometimes I'm not very happy <laughs> at my job, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so, yeah, I, I always just try and just like kill them with kindness right back and just try and be like, you know what? We're gonna have a great relationship, you and I. I'm just gonna to continue to be nice to you until you are, until you turn your, your, till you, till you're nice to me, and then, and then it all, it usually works out that way. So, um, but yeah,
1: yeah. gotcha. And and besides mentors, uh, were there any resources that you use? I know you studied music in college, um, but how or what resources were helpful to you over the years, at least evolving. How you create music and and um, evolving your sound
0: hmm man, that's a good question too mm-hmm. um, I mean I think studying other artists is always helpful um, you know, and making notes mentally about you know what what works and what doesn't in your opinion I mean, art is it's open to, to be interpreted. Right. So maybe something that someone does, I don't like, but it works well for their art. But if I'm like, I don't think I like that, then I, then I I take that and learn from it and don't do it. Um, but as far as resources, I mean, so- song school was a great resource for years that for songwriting, that's a uh, Rocky Mountain, um, folks fest does, uh, or I guess it's Planet Bluegrass, but they do a song school um, uh, course and it's every year and it's like you camp and you get to go to all these really cool classes. And we've learned, we learned a ton from that mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and then just experience. I mean, I learn from doing things, and like you said, it's like a lot of the times I come out of the first time doing something, and I feel really silly and dumb. But uh, but then I learn not, you know, I, I adapt, and so um, you know, we did that uh, the Durango um, Songwriter Expo, Expo. Yep. One one year, and learned a ton uh, uh, from that, just about like kind of what we wanted and what what we didn't want. Um, so yeah, just experience for me Mm -hmm. and just not being afraid, you know, just try it. And if it doesn't work out, then learn from that. Try it differently. Try it differently. Exactly. Adaptation. You know, you're always melding to, uh, I mean, you can keep yourself, but you can meld to a situation. So, yeah.
1: Great. And did you both learn by doing covers initially or imitating some of your mentors, and, well, I'll start there. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. I mean, music from, like, an early age for me, like, I studied piano, classical piano, like, a really young age, and so when I started, when I did pick up the guitar, around, like, when I was, like, 14, it was all learning other people's music. Yeah. yeah, some of those are funny inspirations to look back on, but <laughs> <laughs> Avril Lavigne, um, but also yeah, the Beatles and Joni Mitchell and yeah. um, and so before I was writing or anything, yeah, it was learning, it was yeah, learning as many songs as I could that I knew, um, and then like slowly here and there, kind of trying yeah, trying to write my own things and but I, I mean I wrote a handful of songs. By myself before she and I started writing, but really, it was once we started playing together that the writing process, yeah, mm-hmm. became yeah yeah more important.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um I wrote I have journals from when I was a kid where I wrote songs, um, and <laughs> like little notes like higher, 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 <laughs> lower. A little lower, like that's my melody line, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like,
2: well,
0: I wonder, <laughs> like, um, you know. Um, but mostly I think I, you know, imitation, um, uh, you know, st- like listening to other people's styles and then and trying to sing like them or, or, or something. Um, I also was a big choir person for a long time. So I, I think I got a lot of my fundamentals from doing um, choir work. Through like childhood into into high school, into college post college um, and then and then you know learning i mean i'm I learned classical like I'm classically trained so vocally I did a, a lot of like arias and Italian, French, German, all of those things, so other people's work, but in a different way, but I think in my heart I've always been more um well, I don't know actually, I think I'm fifty fifty. okay, you're making me think a lot. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll ask another question if you wanna yeah tap I'll, out for I'll a tap second. out okay um, so when or I wanted to ask though, do you read music or do you write music now?
0: um i I read music um, okay. we both well you, yeah, we both read music um okay. uh, and I can write it. I don't generally write out my my melody lines unless I'm by myself and I have one, and then i can I can notate it out so yeah. I remember it um, but uh, how
1: do you keep track of it if you don't write it out?
0: Um, l- well, I just memorize it okay, yeah, yeah,
1: just repetition and uh, feeling
0: yeah, um I mean, there's times like when we're first writing a song, um, where I might forget how. I'm doing a specific thing. And sometimes you'll be like, I think you did it this way. Yeah, but um, record we, everything we record. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we record things at the beginning and then we don't forget cool ideas. Um, I sometimes will just go off on like a word tangent and just sing. So I like to record even when we're at the very initial process because sometimes I can get a really awesome verse out there um, that I can't remember a second later. But, um, but after it's written, it's just internalization. So I just I just remember them. Although I did have that weird dream the other day. I had a dream that Laura was on stage. We were at this auditorium full of people. She was playing this thing, and I couldn't remember how the song went. And I kept being like, and she was like mouthing the words, but I couldn't understand them because it was a dream. And all, of, all the people in the auditorium got up and left and walked out. And I was just like, so... Yeah, that's, I guess I can't. That. that
3: hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened on
0: stage in real life,
3: thank <laughs> we'll, we'll goodness. We'll practice it a few more times. Yeah. Bef- yeah. yeah. Before we get on the uh-huh. auditorium stage.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
1: well, how did you make that jump after, um, you know, imitation and uh, kind of exploration, finding out how other people do stuff, and then kind of becoming confident in your own creation style and your own ability to write songs?
2: Mm hmm.
0: Part of that is positive reinforcement from, like you know, people like our parents and then our friends and then more friends. You know, positive reinforcement helps. And it's best when it's not your friends too. It's best yeah. when it's not your friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I mean, low, it it's moves
3: great when on it's your friends, that. but when it's all you know, when there's people at your shows where it's like, oh, it's just, it's more than my mom and my dad yeah. and my best yeah. friend. Yeah. Like these people yeah. like it too. Uh-huh. Okay. They don't even know us. Thank
0: yeah. goodness. So. Um, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think, um, with, like, our style, we are influenced by so many different genres that, like, you know, we have, um, like, I think our voice as musicians and, like, and our songwriting is, yeah, really influenced by so many different genres. So we have, like, you know, like a really country song. We have a really jazzy song. We have got a rock song. And, and you know, so I think that's something that's, um helped us with our voice and imitating other people, but not just from one genre. So, um, Mm
1: -hmm. and, and
3: we continue to do so. And I think, yeah, to answer your question before too, just going out to shows and continuing to be inspired by different artists and always expanding, um, what you're influenced by and what you're exposing yourself to musically.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. When, or where did you record your albums or your tracks? um, Do you record in your home studio or do you go somewhere?
0: We record... um, uh, You go ahead.
3: (laughs) Um, Well, our first one, our first EP was recorded um, with Justin Roth at his home studio in Fort Collins. Um, He was someone that we met at song school. Um, And then after that, our full length was at Introvertigo Studio with um, our drummer, Jay Elliott. And so that was like a... Whirlwind nine day process. Mm -hmm. Seven yeah seven days. Seven days where we recorded eleven songs on that Mm -hmm. album. Yeah, eleven songs. And this is your self titled
1: album? That's Mm -hmm. our self titled album.
3: Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, we were just like in this little basement studio. uh Uh-huh. Just like getting it done. It was it was intense and it was
3: really a you know, I don't know if I would do it again, but it was a really cool cool. way. It was like really capturing this moment and you know, that's all we did. I think my my birthday fell over that week and it was like mm-hmm. we escaped for a little party and then like immediately went uh-huh. back <laughs> Yeah, and just like kept working on this album. Um, and so, yeah, we did that there. Um, and then our EP after that, um, the Come and Get Me EP, was different. Um, we did our parts here in Boulder, same studio, introvertigo with Jay. And then we had our producer, Jagoda, who lives on the East Coast. Um, we had um, – he – and some session musicians out there at Fox Run Studio in Boston. So it was like a, um, yeah, part of it there, part of it here. And so, yeah, very uh, way of the future. Mm-hmm. Just recording, waiting yeah. for them send to the like files. send the files. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. And then we would do our parts and so it's a lot of back and forth. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then our newest um, single, The Rules, was also at um, Introvertigo with Jay Elliott. And Jay produced that most recent single.
1: And when when you did that, like, intense seven-day recording session, were your songs already pre-written, like you had already performed them, kind of ironed out how it ought Um, to go?
0: Yes and no. So, yes, they were already written. Most of them were. Um, Some of them were newer. We'd been performing them, but but we didn't necessarily – I mean, I, I would say you and I went in there with pretty concrete plan. The band we were working with at the time kind of went in there and just like threw it together, um, which was great. I mean, I think it, it turned out really well, but um, but it was a little like nerve wracking at mm-hmm. times where I'm like, so what are you gonna do on uh, this part for this instrument? I'm not gonna say specifics <laughs> but, um, and and you know, and- this person would be like, um, I
3: don't, I don't know. Yeah, what's the chord progression?
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, I'm like, didn't you play this with us like, 18 times? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they were mostly they were mostly put together. Um, so we had a couple really know.
3: we had read in a book on there which we that was newer. never played live. Yeah, yeah. We
0: kind uh, of gave yeah. our
3: producer like 20 songs that we just sent him like rough tracks of, and we're like, which ones do you like? Mm-hmm. And um. And we knew like a handful that were going to be for sure. And there were some that we intended to record that, that we we're like, you know, actually this doesn't feel like it fits. And then some that we never thought would actually Make go on it. there. And then mm-hmm. they did and they the arrangements changed once we started recording. And so it was cool. Yeah, Yeah. it was a fun process. Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. Uh, so when you're in the studio, you get the kind of luxury of maybe stretching, taking a, a moment or taking another take on a track, but when you're when you're live and it's, you know, one time through, it's you've got a limit time limit, um, how and, and this one's specifically for Carly, uh, <laughs> how are you able to like change emotions between the songs because you're some, certain songs are more somber. Some are really lighthearted and energetic and some are like, you know, uh, like have such feeling behind them. How are you able to like flip a switch in, in a moment and deliver those vocals?
0: Um. You know, I think attaching to the song itself and attaching a story to it. There are older songs where the story in my head behind it has changed like five or six times, but it's like getting a concrete kind of outline of, of a, of a story that you can attach that emotion to. And then it's um, just allowing that to kind of overcome you. I mean, it's sort of, it's like acting, but like, but just, but really, uh, you know, getting into it and feeling it. So when I'm, you know, when, when I'm doing a kind of sassier song, it's like, I let my little sassy side come out and I might like think of a, think of a, um, you know, roll a picture in my head of like things that are happening that help me attach to that. Um, I mean, it helps. I, it helps when I, I think it helps when you sing your own material, yeah. you know, cause I wrote that so I can, Think of it how I want to, and and uh, and like attach that emotion to it. Um, um, but it's that's it's a funny little like perfect moment. It's almost like playing pool, where like if you're too sober you're bad, and if you have too much beer, you're bad. But if you're like two beers in, you might be pretty good at it. It's sort of like that, not with the drinking part, but <laughs> that um, that middle ground where it's like, if it's a brand new song, it might be a little bit harder to do at first. And if I, it's a really old song, it gets harder again. But in the, there's this middle section, which I think is the best time to be playing the song that is like very, I've, I'm familiar with it. It's really in me. I can feel like I can explore a little bit more and uh, and really go to different places with it. Um, you know, it's like that perfect pool game.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's for the band too. That yeah. perfect moment when you're not like, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Uh-huh. Wait, is, okay, is this <laughs> there where it has yeah, is this yeah. where it's gonna happen? Uh-huh. And then yeah. Not yeah. when you get too comfortable and you're not paying attention, like, did I just miss the bridge?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um so
1: And do you see, what do you see in your mind's eye when you're singing? Do you, do you see that picture unfolding, like you said, or?
0: Yeah. I mean, depending on the song, like with Mama Joes, I, I try and like imagine all of that, you know, there's so much descriptive, you know, there's so much visualization in that song. So I try and like imagine those things happening, you know, and that helps me, um, helps me with the song with, um, with favorite me. That one's changed a couple times, but um, you know, I I think about like a a personal experience, a personal feeling, but then maybe I put it on to, you know, a different character so I see this happening between these two people um and I'm and I'm like I'm watching it sort of in my head and feeling it. Um, and uh yeah. Yeah. So and it feels so much better to sing when you when you have emotion behind it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's like a release. So, yeah.
1: Great. Right. And and uh, Laura, when you're when you're playing and you are switching between chords, um, you know, cl- clearly you have a huge uh, vocabulary, for lack of a better term, of chords and, and different progressions that evoke a feeling. And I saw you using a capo at some times, um, you know, how, when you're creating it, how do you choose to pull out certain feelings from the guitar or, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that well, like, uh, you know, when, if, if you're wanting to create a particular song, Mm -hmm. um, choosing from a huge array of possibilities, how do you kind of narrow down what you're going to work with?
3: Um, I mean, I think, like, any time that there's a progression that, like, creates, that brings out an emotion, you know, which I think is really cool with music where it can be, sometimes it's a a really simple progression that's been done five billion times before, but just, like, the little subtleties um, of, like, now I feel something with that, like, it's probably more of, like, a rhythmic thing for me, um, because I, you know, you can create a really emotional song with Two chords, but it's really what you do with them. And so for me, it's just like, if I'm just playing around on guitar, like, it's just like, why, what is it about these two chords or these four chords that make it powerful? And, and luckily when I do feel that, and I bring it to Carly most of the time, like she's picking up on what I'm trying to like evoke. And, um, yeah. So I guess just like trying to hear something subtle and something that can be really simple. Um, the capo thing is mostly just to find a key that works best for <laughs> for her voice, <laughs> and um, yeah, like Red the, has double capos, so that's more of like an open tuning, um, and without having to open tune without your guitar having on to stage. tune your guitar, yeah. Okay. So that for me, that like gives a whole another um, avenue for for finding tones that are um, yeah, I guess inspiring to to write to.
1: And and tell me more about that uh, red. I didn't know it was a double capo. That's interesting. Do you, what's the open tuning?
3: So basically, so the it's a partial capo that yep. covers, you can put it, I sometimes use it backwards, but it covers three of the strings, so the okay. middle strings. So depending on where you're putting the first one, um, just a regular capo. So it can, yeah, it's basically if you strum all the strings, it's going to create a, some kind of chord. Yeah. yeah. What, so what chord is
1: it for red? E. E, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yep. Major. Mm-hmm. All right.
3: Yep. And so you can do a lot with just like, you know, placing one finger on different strings and you get a lot of like six chords and um, major sevenths and nine chords. So it's, that op- opens up a whole another catalog of writing. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. She's
0: fancy.
3: <laughs> well, sometimes, I mean, you do, you get like, I get stuck a lot of just like standard tooting and um, I try to. Yeah, get creative with it, and and that that helps just open up another
1: another box. If there's anything that you're working on, let's talk about it.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> well, we just released um, a single, "The Rules," yeah. um, which we're really excited about. There's an awesome video with that too, and that will be a part um, of our 2020 EP. So we'll be we'll be doing probably a six song, which is a bigger EP, but um, that's how that's the size of our first EP too. Um, but probably a sixth song. I'm hoping to release it by the end of this year. So, um, yeah, we're excited about that. A bunch of, a bunch of stuff, you know, we, we, um, kind of going back to your question earlier, but we, we, when we release, um, music, we've generally been playing it live already. Um, you know, and that helps us get it just really tight and, uh, and then people get excited too because they're like, "Oh, we can finally take that one home with us." So, um, so it'll it'll most likely be newer stuff that we've been playing this last year. Um, I know that. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't want to tell you what songs, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we know we know quite a few of the songs already nice. that we're gonna put on there. So, um,
3: hopefully, a couple that we haven't written yet. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, hopefully. So. Um, hopefully that one that was in my dream right. that I couldn't remember, <laughs> I'll remember that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that's, that's happening. And then, um, just tours and stuff, you know, we like to tour, um, as much as possible. So, um, we have a new van, we have a new van. So right. she's ready to get on the road. She
3: is probably out to the Midwest is where we like to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Nice.
1: Yep. And yeah. so people can find your upcoming tour dates on your website and yep. Facebook?
0: Yep. Foxfeathermusic.com or face, uh, Facebook is Foxfeather Music. Cool. So, yeah. Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Twitter. Kind of. I know.
1: <laughs> it's all good. That's Mostly, plenty. Mostly, yeah, that's in, plenty. Instagram
3: and Facebook uh-huh. we're, we're pretty active on. And, yeah. and
1: I noticed on your website on the footer that you got all those icons, the links to all your social networks. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. Good home base. Those are, mm-hmm. yep, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can see a bunch of cool pictures and videos at the website too. Yeah. 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 And Laura designed it really nicely. Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace.
1: Sponsored by we'll get spot, uh, yeah. I know, right? We should get this sponsored.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, so in, in one of your songs, it's an older song, but this lyric really stuck out to me and I, I wanted to ask the question or, or try and elaborate on what you mean by it but uh, it's the song um, selfish behavior. Mm-hmm. And the lyric is people don't create art. It's the other way around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: art creates people. Yeah. I think so. Tell me about it.
0: Um, man, I wrote, we wrote that a long time ago. I know. I was like ago. which one is it going to be? I know. Be? I was like <laughs> um, that was a, that was a long time ago. Um, um, you know it's it I think going back to I mean I can like remember the room I wrote that in. Um oh, that's so weird. Um But, uh, I think it, it, it's true. You know, people, of course we're, it's almost like we're channeling it. Right. So it's, and it, and it helps us become, um, more, uh, human, more, um, more inhuman, more part of the world around us, right? If we can channel that art. and uh, and it helps, I think, for me at least, it opens me up. it it builds me up. It builds my confidence. It um, allows me to to reconsider how I might think about myself, you know, if I think that something's a fault and then if I can embrace that through an artistic expression, then I might come out at the other end, you know, thinking that, yeah, maybe that that's like, that doesn't need to be a weakness. That can be a part of myself, and so I think that art helps you um, embrace your full self—the bad and the good—or the I shouldn't even say bad and good. Like the darker, the lighter, um, the sexy, the funny, the sassy—and and, um, and the sort of harness it into a into a power. So then, at least for me. Um that's what that's what art does for me so
2: the way Bottom
0: of your Thanks for right. I really asking. Like that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay, a few uh, just quick questions. Um, we'll we'll see. You know, maybe just quick responses. But if you dive into it, that's fine. Um, all right, Laura, what's your favorite arcane chord? Rare chord.
3: Rare chord. Oh man, that's hard. Um, I don't know. Like if your
1: guitar was going to get stuck in this tuning and you had to just play I guess
3: it'd be like a diminished
0: seven.
1: Diminished seven. Okay. Does that
0: work? (laughs) Settled. Settled. Is it weird that I have an answer for that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Go Uh, for
0: it. A minor seven flat five. Oh, okay. And I only know that because I am currently teaching a student an Ariana Grande song. (laughs) And I was like, I love this chord.
3: (laughs) So that's the only reason. I also go through phases with chords. Like I'm in like a major seven phase right now. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's a good question. I know
0: you're full (laughs) of the good (laughs) ones.
1: All right. Carly, this one's for you. When you're singing, which syllable is more important, the first or the last? In a word.
0: Ooh, it depends on the word because <laughs> it depends on the word. Syllables are, oh man, syllables. I'll geek <laughs> out on syllables. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, with singing, consonants and vowels are, are so important to uh, to enunciation, right? Um, we want to we sort of f- sing how we speak, but if I say, I don't know, like husband, right? If I sing that... It depends on how it matches the melody, but also like I would say maybe the first there, husband, but man, that's a good question. (laughs) Um depends on the word. It depends on the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because and it depends on what you're trying to get across and how it matches the music.
1: So can the same word have like a different subtlety or meaning depending on how it's pronounced? Yes. Or enunciated?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think part of that meaning goes back to sort of what you were talking about with your chord progressions and the sort of feelings, the emotion that are tied there. So um, it's how you fit it into the line. How, you know, how is it flowing through? Um, phrasing is so important, um, when you're singing through a, a verse or, or a chorus. It's so important to breathe in the right placement and to say your syllables with the right rhythm and to match with the music um, if you wanna get your your thought fully across. Yeah, I know that makes me think of, we, we just started covering just for fun, um, a Carly Simon song. And I was like, I couldn't do it because I was like, her phrase, I can't figure out her phrasing. <laughs> and so I changed it. Sorry, Carly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but it's cool how she does it. And I just, I was like, I can't internalize that. So anyways, yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. nice. All right. If you could collaborate with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Living's easy. Yeah. Okay. We can narrow it.
3: <laughs> what would well, yours living be? I mean, it has to be Brandy
0: Carlyle.: Oh. I was going to say Tom Waits. Well, we can have different answers. (laughs) I know, but Brandy's a really good one too. Um, Dead. Billie Holiday. I love her. I love. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's that's hard, yeah.
0: That's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I also, I don't know if I could collaborate with Tom Waits. I would just be like... That'd be hard, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's so amazing, so...
1: Favorite or funniest memory from playing music? It could be, you know, middle <laughs> oh, school. Oh or, my god!
0: Everything of the okay. same one? That umbrella. Uh,
3: uh twenty-four years. Uh huh.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a good one there.
3: Um, there's only been, I think, two shows that I can remember us playing. Where, um, luckily they were, yeah, kind of more casual ones. Mm-hmm. But where we had to like, we like, we had to take a set break because we started laughing so hard mm-hmm. and like couldn't kind of break it and so Mm -hmm. one of them (laughs) you want to tell it no you can tell it's a little
0: it's a little inappropriate um i we we have this song 24 years that we wrote a long time ago we don't play it very often it's uh it's a pretty sad song and um and very like mellow and somber and and tells this story of a um of a, a woman going through some hardship but um there is a
3: line. We set The scene first is like we were playing this like cozy little coffee shop by a fireplace and like, yeah, really intimate. And there were like a few people just drinking their coffees, like listening, telling this yeah, intense story. Luckily, I don't think
0: most people were actually paying attention, but Hopefully maybe not. they were. I don't know. Anyways, the line in the thing is, um, you'll spit in his face as you feel his embrace because white don't exist in the night. And... I said, "You'll sit on his face as you feel his embrace," and and I just looked at Laura, and she looked at me, and we were both just we just lost it, and like I'm like cr- crying, trying yeah. to get through the rest of this song, just like in this little coffee shop, <laughs> and it's just dead silent, uh-huh. and so yeah, that yeah, was. I a don't good think one.
3: that I don't think anyone listening actually. No, they. It was it. Such they were, a subtle thing but yeah. I just remember looking at her and. It's that moment where if we look at each other, we make eye contact, that's when it's over. Uh-huh. Like yeah. there's been times where like something's funny ha- is happening, don't look at Carly, don't look <laughs> at her, don't look at yep. her. Yeah. But as soon as I see
0: her <laughs> uh-huh. and I looked at we both looked at uh-huh. each other and I was like, "Did anyone notice that I just said that?" Um because it's not that's not what the song's no, about. It's and not. The, yeah. And then the second time was the same sort of thing, but it was just a guy putting an Elk, Alka-Seltzer in his water and doing like this with his hands (laughs) in the corner of the room and we both saw it and I looked at Laura and I saw her seeing it and she looked at me and we just lost it yeah so those are the two funniest I think Uh,
3: that's those are the two I would say I can remember us yeah yeah we had to take set breaks
0: we had to take set breaks (laughs) after
3: yeah Yeah. that's
1: a good that's a good coping mechanism yeah we gotta
0: cool down
1: oh man well last question is for both of you um, open ended is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listener
3: Um, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're out there and you, an aspiring musician, um, I think hopefully if you listen to this, then, um, you'd be encouraged to just, to, to try it and, or if you're, you are trying it and you're feeling discouraged to just keep going because Mm -hmm. that's something, yeah, yeah. I think we've talked a lot about this, you know,
0: past hours, just
3: there's, there's going to be hardships over and over and over and it's not the world telling you to give up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Keep going. Find your, find your voice. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. And don't be afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. If you need to, but, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard journey, but it's worth it. So. Great. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you both for taking the time to share your thoughts and, Story and
2: music with me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and someday we'll be free W all slowly crumble between you and me Got my mind set on changing meaning I've got skeletons in my brain Dancing around up there Can you see them? They've been doing it for days Pounding out each equation with persistence I'm trying not to lose my head is often harder than it should be ignoring the monsters hiding under your bed There is no difference between us really the sane and the insane it's just you dealing with yourself really silencing the bones rattling in your brain
1: thank you for listening to the frio music podcast if you enjoyed the episode consider donating to our patron program You can learn more about our patron program at freomusic.com forward slash support. Even $1 a month can help us pay the bills and create more quality content for you. If you enjoyed what you heard or gained any tiny nuggets of wisdom from the show, please leave a comment and rating on your preferred podcast platform. Please take a minute to rate the podcast now. Your ratings really do make a huge impact on search results and can help other people find the show and the music that we feature. If you really love the podcast and don't want to miss an episode, you can subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released by visiting freomusic.com forward slash P. Or if you really want to type it all out, freomusic.com forward slash podcast. That's F-R-E-I-O-M-U-S-I-C dot com forward slash p if you know somebody who might enjoy the content of this podcast please share it with them your contributions and support make this podcast possible until next time stay tuned